Welcome to Exploring Possibilities, a show where we interview a variety of holistic professionals and light workers who are really making a bigger difference in our world. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and it was my purpose in creating this show to introduce you to the incredible people that I'm meeting on my own journey. You'll hear their stories because their stories really are our stories. And we'll explore the vast realm of holistic healing and learn how we can co-create holistic sustainability. There's a lot of possibilities out there we don't often hear about, so this is a way we can learn and grow together on this path. Don't hesitate to reach out and connect with anybody you might hear who resonates for you, because we've got a lot of great guests. Special thanks to Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance. He does a lot of hard work behind the scenes producing these and publishing our podcasts, as well as on our Journey of Possibilities website. He really helps me use technology to make a bigger difference, so I appreciate it very much. Remember, you can subscribe to this show by searching for Exploring Possibilities on iTunes or in your Stitcher app, and then you'll never miss an episode. And by the way, remember to rate us on iTunes. We want to drive up that traffic so we get more listeners and more guests like the great one I've got for you today. I had the pleasure of meeting Jenna Rodriguez recently in person, and she is a branding guru. And I thought, you know, we don't often cover the business aspect of holistic practice, but I thought today would be a great opportunity since Jenna agreed to be with us. Jenna Rodriguez can be found online at brandwithjenna.com. She's a branding strategist, a business coach, a speaker, an author, and a really neat lady. Hi, Jenna. Hello. How are you? I am great on this beautiful day. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Well, me too. And I like to start the show in a little bit more personal way, just so we all have the benefit of kind of a cozier chat, feeling like we know you a little better. So I'd like to start out by asking you, before you were this branding genius guru and doing all of this wonderful work (laughs) that you do with standing in your value, what was kind of your story coming along into coming into your passion? That's a good good question, and uh, and I know we all have our path. And you know, mine uh, really began in uh, early on. I was in fashion design. I was in makeup artistry and freelancing. And I I even it even took me to marketing specialist. It took me to a controller position. So I know the numbers, and so the. The gist is I really had a winding road to where I am today, but I also believe everything's on purpose. And along that road, you know, certainly some struggles, certainly some ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And, uh, and you know, it just, it wasn't a straight path, as, as I don't believe it should be for that matter. It really is about discovery. It's about, um, my path has been about, you know, unveiling what it is that I'm really good at and what I really connect with. And I think that really is the, the, the brand that I am and the brand that I stand for is helping myself along with the people I work with and the people I, you know, connect with to really connect to who they are underneath it all and to step more and more into that purpose and that, you know, that calling that they have. And uh, so that's been my journey for sure. And, you know, it's gone from, you know, working the corporate jobs and working for other people to a place of just knowing that potentiality is what I was after. And back in 2006 is when I took the big leap of faith out of corporate, you know, that secure job, as we call it. Nothing's that secure, but, you know, we think it's the secure, you know, job that's going to continue forever. 
And, uh, but I just, I'd reached a point where I was like, this is just not fulfilling everything that I want and everything that I think is possible. And, um, I had a couple opportunities to, um, you know, I could take a different position in the job in the, the corporate world that I was in. And I got that tangled, tangled, that, <laughs> that carrot <laughs> dangled in front of me. That's a whole new word, tangled. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then there was this opportunity to be my own boss. And I discovered this retail store that was up for sale. And I was like, wow, this could be so fun. It could be uh, glamorous at some level, right, and exciting. And it would incorporate my fashion and my makeup artistry, my branding, my marketing, my controllership. I mean, like everything that I thought I was, you know, good at. So, um so this was this, you know, other carrot that was dangling in front of me. And um, sure enough, I, I took the leap of faith and I, I took the, the jump off the ledge and went from a very secure corporate job to owning my own business. And that was 2006. And it was, I mean, it was, it was magical. It was exciting. It was, um, it, you know, got, had, you know, gave me the opportunity to, to empower women and, um, and just really do my own thing, right? It feel it feels very different and feels very empowering to be able to make the decisions and, and be in control of all of the decisions. And so, so it was, it was a wonderful experience, um, initially. And, uh, and then it, it started to show the, the, the kind of the thorns, right, around the rose, and uh, and I, I ran into a place and time where the financial capacity was not was running out. Um, I basically found myself, uh, and I take full responsibility for this, but I found myself in two two months behind on my rent. Um, you know, struggling to pay my employees, and the the economy was starting to fall. And uh, you know, the, I had I was like you know, I was a storefront. So there was other locations in my area, in my, my um, shopping center that were closing. So there was like five closing, uh, closing within just a, you know, a couple of months. I mean, it was pretty scary. And, and so I'm sitting there going, all right, how do I, you know, keep my, my store afloat? How do I, you know, make sure my personal, you know, responsibilities are taken care of. And at the time, my daughter was two years old, and my older daughter was um, uh, around, I think nine years old. And, and that's what was highly important to me was to make sure they were okay. And everybody was okay. And the truth is, is I was at a very big crossroad and that crossroad, you know, required another big decision, another leap of faith. And I either had to stay in the business that was basically sinking, um, and figure out a way to, you know, to float and, and bring it up. And, uh, or I had to walk away from it. And I, you know, took a big hard look at what I really wanted, what was really, really important, and um, and realized that, you know, the store was secondary to my family, to my, you know, home, to my, um, you know, to my sanity, for that matter. And, <laughs> uh, and so I made the decision to close the store. And, and I, and it was painful. It was, it was a sense of like giving up the dream. And, um, and it also came with a huge cost and that cost was bankruptcy. And uh, so it was not an easy time, and it, yet it's like the most pivotal moment to, teach, to like really show me face-to-face with like what guts do I have, right? Like what do I have what it takes to just, you know, face this and, 
you know, take it and like keep moving. And sure enough, I did wake up the next day and was like, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to figure out how can I continue to work for myself. Um, this just wasn't, you know, the dream anymore. So the dream changed. And, um, and in that moment, I realized that I, I do have the guts and I, I call it the brave. Now it's like, I, I got my brave on and, um, and just stood back up and kept moving. And, and this, that pivotal moment, uh, in time really impacted how I showed up in the business, um, the next business that I went into, which I partnered with my husband at the time in uh, a web and graphic design company that he was running, that he had created. And, and we we proceeded to quadruple that business and, and really grow it, and, and it sustained us, our livelihood and all of that. But I'll tell you, it's like sometimes we just don't know what we don't know, and we know what we know. And, some you know, sometimes there's blind spots, right? Yeah. And there were just some blind spots in that experience that I couldn't see. And, um, yes, you know, so, you know, like hindsight always is quite empowering, <laughs> quite powerful. And I wouldn't change any of it. it it's made me um, what I am today. It's giving me the what not to do so I can support other business owners and other entrepreneurs to continue to step on the path, even though the path may change, even though it may hurt, even though it may suck at, uh, at, at certain times. It's kind of like you still got to keep walking. And um, And with that, I've been able to not only take steps and make decisions that have um, changed my current business, you know, and one of the biggest things I tell people is like, if you have any, um, resources, you know, get a mentor, hire someone to help you and be there next to you so that you're not doing it alone. And so you're not trying to, to figure it all out because that's what was, that that's what was missing for me in that experience. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, the, from that experience moving forward, you know, we'll fast forward almost seven years now. I um, I took the web and graphic design company where I did focus a lot on branding and design and all of that, and I started to realize that I was having conversations with business owners about who they are, not what they look like, not what the color is, not what you know the branding is all about, and and there's truly a distinction about the you know there's a difference for me about brand and branding. And I'm really all about helping people connect to their brand now because before you market, before you put a logo on top of it, before you sell um, and all of the things that we have to do to run a business, you've got to know who you are first. And, you know, for me, brand is who you are and what you stand for. And branding is simply the process of expressing it. And when I got that, then I started to see my business change and my brand show up differently. And uh, and then what you see now, Brand with Jenna, uh, was a transition that I made back in 2012, and my husband and I, you know, stopped partnering together so that we could both individually be more of our brand. And that came with some heartache, that came with some tough conversations, but ultimately it's been the best thing that we've ever done because we both get to step into who we are. And that's what I'm about, you know, it's like that's what I, I want, I always hold the space for you know, for other entrepreneurs, those that even maybe you don't even connect to the fact that you are an entrepreneur, but you have something to offer the world and you want to make a difference and you want to do it your way and you want to do it in your terms. Well, that's, you know, to me, the ultimate in getting your brave on and really stepping into your true path. So that's part of my story. I know there's a lot more, 
but that certainly brings us back, you know, kind of to present day um, is all of that, uh, some of those challenges and, and all of those different pieces. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you define between brand and branding. And I love that, that your brand yeah. is really who you are and the difference that you're here to make. And I think oftentimes we get lost and we think marketing is this abstract thing. I work a lot with holistic practitioners and they come to me and say, you know, I I do healing work. I'm not about the language of trying to represent myself, but you can tell people more than anyone else with passion who you are and what you stand for. And that is your brand. And the rest of it is just expressing it with confidence and finding those words that, that really express it. And that's where getting help can be so beneficial, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, you know, no matter whether it's, you know, like you said, you work with a lot of holistic um, practitioners and and um, and entrepreneurs, and, you know, it's like no matter what widget we're selling, no matter what service it is, is that we're good at what we're good at, right? And, you know, so there's plenty of things that we're not necessarily perfect at. And, you know, running a business requires so many hats. And, you know, every every area of I've kind of I've identified, you know, some of the, um, I call them like the pillars of, you know, running a business, whether it's uh, understanding the mindset that, re, that it's, re, that is required, excuse me, or the branding and the brand or the marketing and the selling and the, and the infrastructure and the systems to the, to the numbers, right. The accounting of all of it to, um, you know, client fulfillment and all of those different pieces that re, are, is required. And in general, we're only good at one thing. It's kind of like we're good at the client fulfillment a lot of times, but we're not right. good at all the other things. And, um, and it, because it's so many hats and the good news is that you can hire that, you can ask for the help and you can, uh, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I didn't do in the first business, you know, that I jumped into was I knew a lot of different aspects because of my story, right? Because of my various backgrounds. However, there were a few things that I couldn't see. And it's those things that sometimes are the things that are going to get in your way. And, um, and so I encourage people, it's like, be good at what you do, you know, and then get support where you need support and be, be willing to have that support. You know, it's not, it's not about doing it all on your own. Um, It's really about having team and having the people surrounding you that, you know, can lift you up and support you where you need to be supported and answer those questions when you have them, because, you know, it's just the nature of entrepreneurship. You know, it's, it's so multifaceted. There's no way that we can be 100% in all areas. And I clearly have my weaknesses and, and areas that I have to continue to get support. And that's what I do now. You know, it's like I ask somebody else that knows more than me. And um, it's like surround yourself with smarter people because <laughs> you'll, you know, your gift will be, you know, even more pronounced when you're not worried about the things that you're not good at. Right. Right. And um, so whether you're, you know, holistic or you're a lawyer or you're a doctor or you, you know, me, a branding specialist or a business coach, like I like I help people, you know, I mean, it's like whatever you do, it really doesn't matter. We are we're doing what we're doing. Right. We're selling the widget or the service or the, you know, the product that we have because that's what we're good at. And it's all these other things, this peripheral stuff that we've got to handle in order to actually have a successful business. And those are the areas that we continue to need to get, you know, go ahead and ask for support. That's right. um, So hopefully that helps. (laughs) Absolutely. And it kind of brings to the next thing that I 
enjoyed hearing you talk about before and feel like would be so beneficial. You know, it's great to say that we can only be really strongest at what we offer and then maybe some other areas, but definitely probably not the wholeness of entrepreneurship. So we should hire that outside help. However, if we're not standing in our value, we don't have anything to hire with. So that brings the topic (laughs) of standing in your value. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What have you seen with that around standing in your value? Obviously, you've seen a lot of it or you wouldn't have a platform to speak on it and write about it and teach about it. So what do you see as some common things that we do and um, what can you share that might get us at least started redirecting in a better path and then maybe to work with you some more if we need more help? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for for asking that. And it's it's so true. It's like if if I... didn't have some of these answers, I may not be hired, right? <laughs> I may not be making my money, the money myself. <laughs> but um, something I do do speak about is elevating your value, and it's and the truth is is that if we don't elevate our own perceived value, right? It's a perception. So first, then no one else can perceive it, and we have to see and understand. I mean, well, we don't have to do anything, but we can choose to see that money is simply an exchange of value. It's just an exchange of value. And at any given moment, um, money is, is an exchange of value of the things that we are prioritizing in our life. So, for instance, um, you know, if, if at the top of my list in 2015 is to get healthy or, you know, lose weight or, um, you know, get in shape or whatever it is. And, or top of my list is I want to make my business double in revenue, right? So all of a sudden we've brought to the top of our priority list, something called get healthy or something called have a successful business or a growth in our business, or maybe our goal is to find a relationship. And so when, when we get to a place where those kind of things, whatever it is, is a priority, and we're ready to change the situation and the circumstances, then we're going to most likely find the money to find, you know, to hire those, the help and, and look for those services. So I say that because when we are out there trying to, number one, um, per, you know, look at how we perceive our own value, and then we worry about whether people will can afford our services or see our value, we've got to handle it first internally. And, uh, and so I always talk about money as, you know, it's the place where people spend based on what they prioritize. And I, if you look at our own lives, we all do it. You know, we all buy because we all have the same hundred bucks usually at the same given time. Right. And, and that hundred dollars will either pay for a personal fitness trainer or it'll pay for rent or it'll pay for, um, a business coach or it'll pay for marketing or, you know, it's like wherever we are in prioritization is where we spend our money. Right. And, and that's how we budget and that's how we plan. So I just, I, that's kind of a side note that I offer. Um, but elevating your value is such a powerful conversation because I remember when I didn't, I didn't value my own. And when I was working with my husband in our web and graphic design company, I attached my value to the delivery of a product called a logo or uh, a website design or something that, you know, somewhat tangible, right? Somewhat, you know, it's, it's digital, but it's mostly tangible. And so I would attach my value to that outcome, 
versus the the expertise and the knowledge and the education and the 20 plus years of you know going like being in the trenches exactly and 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 so I couldn't see my own value well there's no way I'm going to ask for the price that I think I'm worth if I can't see my value first right and I'm going to constantly feel like, well, that's all people will pay because, well, that's true if you're not willing to ask for it. Right. Yeah. And so I, I definitely know this conversation from experience and it was when I was able to, and not to say I didn't get some help from my own business coach. I've got my own coaches is because, you know, being able to have someone to reflect off of is super powerful. And so I had to go through my own process of connecting to the difference that I really, really make for people. And it's not a logo. I had to see that that's not the difference I'm making. And, you know, the conversations I was truly having that I wasn't asking to get paid for. That's yes. what was going on. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but I was like, <laughs> and I'm sure you can relate. Um, it's like, we have such a, uh, uh, you know, wealth of knowledge and experience and story and, advice and people are willing to pay for that advice but we've got to see it we've got to be able to connect to the fact that we make a difference and we have results and people buy results that's what the money is exchanged for is the results and it's not whether or not they can afford it yes i'm clear that some bank accounts don't have a certain dollar amount in them but that doesn't mean that people won't eventually have the money but they will have the money when they value it. You can't give things away for free if they don't value it or if they don't have it as a priority. Right. You can tell me all day long, I'm going to offer you free you know, A, B, and C, but if I don't want it or don't need it or it doesn't solve the problem that I'm currently having, free doesn't matter. And so we're so willing to like discount ourselves because we can't stay, you know, it's like we're not staying connected to the true difference that we make for people. And then there's a, I, I kind of, I have a formula, right? So one is connecting to that result or in connecting to the difference that you really make and emotionally connecting to who you are and why you do what you do and the results that you bring to people. Cause we, we tend to diminish what we do for people cause it's so natural to us. Yeah. Kind of like, Oh, it's no big deal. But notice that, it's a big deal to those that don't have the gift. And when others don't have what you have that naturally comes to you, you know, most likely, then they're going to, they'll be willing to pay for that gift because they can't get it themselves. And so we diminish our value based on, Oh, well, it's, that's no big deal. I do that in my sleep, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so number one is really connecting emotionally to the difference that you make and to, really connecting to the the transformation that you bring to people in in uh, their lives. And then second is you got to be speaking to the right people. And for me, and this is, you know, a whole process that I take people through, whether it's a VIP day or one of my one-day events or what have you, um, is called what I call the it factor. It's declaring your it factor. And this is all about connecting to the intentional target client or uh, partner or what have you that you really need in your business and um, and life for that matter. Sometimes they're not paid people. They're paying people. They're people that are meant to uplift you. You know, your it factor is about those people that you so resonate with at a deep level. And uh, And I help people figure out what those characteristics are and what that 
list of you know characteristics looks like so that you can start to recognize them when they show up. And you can also recognize people like those tough clients that just really aren't the best clients. <laughs> and there's really no shame in that. What it, What's happening is they're simply not your it. It's not your it factor. It's someone else's it factor. And it, it would be so powerful if we took those clients that were like, yeah, I don't think those are the best fit for me. I don't, you know, but I can refer you to someone else that may be a perfect win. One of the things that I right. hear a lot is, but I don't want to miss anybody. If they need my help, I want to be there for them. There are a oh, lot of yes. healers out there. We don't all have to help everybody. There's a lot of people to back us up. If it's not right for us, there's yes. going to be somebody that they resonate more with. So I completely am in alignment with what you're saying there. Yeah, that's really, 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 really good point because, you know, we are not meant to serve everyone. Uh, you know, it's like everybody, uh, you know, and a lot of holistic, you know, practitioners are, are, are about body or, you know, wellness. And it's like, oh, everybody's my client. Right. And the truth is they're not. Right? There, there's no way that, you know, one person can serve an entire population. So we narrow the population down to like a target market, right? So we create a subset. But my goal is for people to even go into the it factor conversation so that you are connecting with the people that you are perfectly meant to serve because they are like-minded, because they connect with you at an energetic level, right? Not just how old they are and where do they live and, and the circumstances that they're in, exactly. but that they are literally the people that connect with you best. Yes. And when you do that and when you hold the space for people to be the the right clients and the the it factors, number one, they'll pay you more. And number two, they will be a breeze to work with, right? You'll get lots of results with yeah. each other. You'll have joy. You'll enjoy the process. And the benefits just outweigh all of the other things that can occur when you aren't working with the right clients. I mean, just, you know, I think we can all f find a couple clients where they were just headaches. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, wow. That was just like fighting, a, you know, like a battle, you know, it's like it just wasn't in the flow of things. Yeah. And then we can look at the best clients we've ever had and go, wow, that was so easy and it was such a win and they didn't have any problem paying me and, you know, it's like all that. So you are so correct. I mean, that is such a big conversation and it's just a perspective on that, you know, we are, we can serve millions. It doesn't, there's not a limitation. I think there's plenty of people out there to serve, but I think when we can set our intentions, what I know of intention is that more shows up when you set your intention. And that's what the it factor is about is setting an intention of and getting the clarity around who you're meant to serve versus trying to serve everybody. And uh, and then, like, you know, that's a huge part of pre perceiving your value. The people that you're meant to serve absolutely value you more than someone you're not. Yes. And it helps in the process of getting results. It helps in the process of getting paid for what you do. And, uh, and that's the opportunity. I mean, there's truly the, the benefits completely outweigh the, the cons, you know, the pros and cons because of, of that intention that you set. And, um, and so, yeah, so that's a fantastic point. And I have to say, there's one other thing. You perceive your value first, but how do you get other people to perceive it? Well, brand is that conversation, you know, connecting to who you are first, really getting that clarity, and then ultimately having a branding strategy that expresses who you are. It elevates your um, professionalism, your credibility, the trust factor, when you have the it factor handled, when you have messaging and you know how to articulate how you help people and you have 
Um, your branding, your logo, your colors, your websites, all the touch points are consistent. Then trust like no, and yes, I put it backwards, not the no like trust, because people need to trust you really quickly, right, to move down that, that kind of sales pipeline. And, um, and when they come across your brand touch points and they really connect to who you are and they can resonate with it and your it factors get it, right, they show up and go, I totally get this person, then it makes that process so much smoother and um, so much more powerful. And it's like there are people that do what I do. There's people probably that do what you do, that the, the pricing is all over the board. And so the question becomes, it's like, well, okay, so I'm a business coach. It's like some people charge 500 you know, um, a month or a, for six months or whatever, and then some people charge $20,000 to spend time with them, right? So what's the difference? And the difference to me, a couple things. One is they've done the work. They've done the work to create the visibility and the demand. And that's about building a business that has, you know, visibility, it has sustainability, and it has, um, a lot of social proof and credibility built in, and uh, and they are very good at con being consistent with their branding, and they're very clear on the results that they bring people, and they're not trying to market to the entire world. That's where people, you know, it's almost like that's how people start to move up the, the ladder. And the only reason, you know, if you've had business for 20 years and you're still charging the rate that you charged 20 years ago, it's an internal thing. It's not outside of you. You know, pricing is not about a ple pleasing someone else's affordability. It's about standing in your value. And that's what I offer. Well, and also for anybody in the holistic field, that we tend to believe that we attract where we're at. In other words, like attracts like. Yep. So if yep. I'm at a $20 an hour level, then I'm going to attract $20 an hour clients until I shift. So yep. I also think that that... Um, should be showing up and shifting as we're shifting to help reflect right. that we are making movement in that area. And if we're not hiring somebody is a great idea to help get that movement going because healers still need other healers. You know, we're all still in this together. We still need to connect That's with right. people that can help us heal whatever our stuff is. And there's a lot of money yeah. stuff in healing in the healing industry. There's a lot of I meet a lot of people that um, that have some fear around. Well, can I charge? If I charge for it, what if it fails me? What if you know they go right. into the what if thing? And so it's safer to be lower visibility and charge less. They think, but then they're still risking just as much. They're just not getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a good point, and something that just showed up for me. Number one, one of the things I always say, and this is like a writer downer, is I failed is ten times more powerful than what if. I say this all the time because, you know, if you don't make the effort, take the leap, get your brave on and do something about it, you know, and it's like raise your prices 10%. I'd rather you fail than just sit there and say, what if, right? I mean, because I've been there. Yeah. And it's so much more powerful to try it versus not try it, for, number one. But then second, something else you just said was like we attract where we are. And yes, yeah, so one of the things I, I recognized for myself is that I'm not going to ask somebody to pay my prices or pay for me what I'm not willing to invest in myself. So I pay a lot more for my business coaching than <laughs> I ever charge. And it's, you know, like, right? I mean, it's kind of like I'm not charging more than what I am willing to invest in my own self, you know, particularly in the same service area. And, you know, if I'm not willing to pay my business coach, you know, what she's worth, 
then how can I ask for it? How can I be that person, right? So where it's like water levels kind of, you know, we seek, seek each other out. So you're so correct. It's kind of like, you know, the $20 example that you just gave. You know, if you aren't willing, if you're really willing to go spend $100, you'll know what it feels like to be that client paying $100 for an hour or whatever the rate is. And, and if you're not willing to, if you come from a place of lack, right, and, and not, aren't willing to invest in self at that certain level, then it's like almost it's like imp- impossible to ask anybody else to do the same. Yeah, because you're you're coming from it from an energetically you're coming from it from a very different you know place. Um, so very good point. I mean, I I certainly have those conversations a lot <laughs> with people. <laughs> I, is that you know you've got to be willing to invest in self in order for others to do it. It's the same. It's the whole you know perceived value. So yeah. Also in the spiritual community, and I just finished one of these conversations earlier this morning, it's interesting how there's a lot there also about, well, if we charge, then we're going down a slippery slope. Who am I to charge for my spiritual gifts? Well, we are still living in a material world, mm-hmm. and that whole thing that there's anything wrong with money or, or it's bad, that's a story just like money's good. It's its all a story. Right. Which story do it's you want to live in? And what energy do you want to put behind the money that you put into the world. I mean, if I'm paying you with an, with a good energy behind it, I'm putting good energy into my money and I'm getting good ener- money with good energy. I think we need more of that because there's been plenty of funky money floating around, right? So let's put some good yeah, energy right. into this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a good point. I love that because it's truly, you know, money is just energy. Money is just an exchange. It's not, yeah, it's not good or bad unless we create create it to be so, right? It's our stories. And, um, it's just the flow. You know, I, I learned so much from my life coach where, you know, she has this visualization where you're just a conduit for money. You know, it comes in and it goes out, it comes in and it goes out and it's the flow. And, you know, there's nothing, there's the only right or, I mean, right or wrong is just a judgment of it and the story we want to, you know, we get to choose to live in. And, um, and so that's an excellent point as well. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that, too. That was great. So you do this work. Tell me a little more about what else you're up to. What else can you help us with or um, what else have, are, are you planning maybe to do next? I am. Thanks for asking. Yes, I'm, I'm, I try to be up to all kinds of things. <laughs> um, let's see. Number one, I, uh, I'm excited to be uh, putting on another one-day event. It's called Be the Brand Live. So uh, I have that coming up and it's, you know, it really is what we're talking about. It's like be the brand. It's not about just the branding. It's about being your brand, right? It's a whole different conversation and permission. Uh, so that's one thing I too am excited to be launching my own webcast, uh, podcast, excuse me. And, uh, and that's coming up and that is called the brave entrepreneur. So that's really exciting. And, uh, and so I may just have to have you on, awesome. on my show. <laughs> so, uh, we can trade notes. Uh, and so what else, uh, you know, in preparation for next year, I'm excited to say that I, I have a three day event that's, uh, in the works. And, you know, my thing is just the more I can connect with people and connect with, um, multiple people at one time, you know, it's like, it's like, it's so great to just be able to leverage my, my time and, and space so that I can help as many people as I can possibly help. And, um, and I, you know, preferably my factors, right. I mean, and I believe that because I'm so clear on who that is and, 
and those driven entrepreneurs that um, are just, you know, they're coachable and they're open-minded and they're ready to make change, uh, then the more they show up in my world. And so that's, that's really exciting as well. Um, that's, you know, what's coming. And um, so, yeah, thanks for asking about that. That is exciting. I'm happy for you. You've got lots of stuff going on. Well, I guess as we look to wrap up the show, I guess the the lingering question I have, it sounds like you went through your own struggles and I know I have and they've been around money and they've been around self-esteem and self-worth and valuing myself and putting myself out there and growing bigger and all the stuff that I think is the common entrepreneurial path for anyone who's listening and in a place where they're struggling, they really are. And, and they're like, gee, is it, is it worth it? Should I hang on? Is it whatever their issue is? Do you have some words to share with them to help them make those decisions? Absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing that just came to me is, and this is something I say to my clients and people I meet and is just in those moments where it feels like it's time to give up or give in or, um, not say yes, you know, and it's just exhausting because this game called entrepreneurship and <laughs> business ownership is not the easy way. It's the brave way. <laughs> and so I always say is find the 10 seconds of insane brave and just do it, right? Don't think, just do. And uh, because for me, you know, running our own business, I mean, it really is. It's not, it's not the easy way. It's, it's something that requires all of you it requires all of your um you know it, and it brings up all your internal stuff okay it throws it yeah. in your face <laughs> i mean it's kind of like it is the ultimate personal development process yeah. and, um and if you can just continue to step into that brave and that courage and uh do it for the sake of what difference you really are making right you're there to make something bigger and better in the world but you got to be smart. You got to be strategic about it. And that's where you got to ask for the help. And, um, and, and certainly, you know, when you are having those tough times, then, you know, reach out to somebody or open a, an inspirational email or, you know, um, it was so interesting. A friend of mine, I have these buttons, these like these, these buttons that you can wear that say, I got my brave on. And, um, and even if you can just virtually think of that phrase or write it on a post-it <laughs> note, I got my brave on. Um, she told me that just the other day, like two days ago, she said, I saw your button. She's like, I almost didn't get on this phone call that I was supposed to get on, like a conference call of some sort. She said, and then I saw your button. And she's like, and that's, that, that's the only 10 seconds I needed in order to take the action. And, uh, and I was like, so like, I mean, number one, humbled by the the conversation and just her share about it. But that's what it, that is what it takes is those momentary decisions. And we can always turn left or we can turn right. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, we want to do a 180 and just turn around and quit. Right. But it's in those moments where 10 seconds is all you need to make a decision. And if you can just choose your brave and choose the courage that it takes, then you continue to step more and more into who you really are. And that's for the benefit of you and for the benefit of everyone around you. So that's what I would say. And get help when you need it. Thank you so much. That's awesome advice. You're welcome. Again, it's Jenna Rodriguez, brandwithjenna.com to find out all that information. And Jenna, I don't want to close without mentioning that entrepreneurship runs in your family and your daughter is doing her own business, right? Tell us. (laughs) 
Yes, yes, yes. I, I think I've started something here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a gorgeous 10-year-old daughter, Sophia, um, that has, uh, she came to me and she said, uh, how, do I, how do I make some money? And I said, well, what do you love to do? <laughs> Right. That was my question. Um, and she went down a couple lists of things and I said, well, let's figure out which one we could actually make money at because <laughs> she's like pumbling and cheerleading. I'm like, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that's quite there yet, but maybe someday she could teach it. Right. That's monetization. Right. Uh, anyway, so she loved, she said, oh, I love baking. I said, now that's, a, that's an easy business we can open right away. Like that's something we could do right away. And so she created with my help um, uh, her own business called Sophie's Sweet treat.com uh sophie sweet treats and she focuses on mini cupcakes and they are yummy and i can't take credit for the bre- the baking i'm not a cook or a baker or anything, <laughs> uh, but i can take credit for the branding <laughs> so, yes you can uh so she yes has has launched her business and she is proud to always say that she's a little entrepreneur and uh and so thank you for that yeah you can find her at sophie sweet treats.com and and order up some mini cupcakes, and they're delicious. They're so yummy. They so, are yeah, so yummy. You. I've actually had them, and yeah. they are delicious. So I had to give her you a little have. plug there, too. <laughs> <laughs> they are yummy. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Thanks, Jenna. Do you have a moving story about your own journey and natural healing path you'd like to share? drop us a note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, this is Cheryl Sitz reminding you to use your passions and make a bigger difference. Let's co-create holistic sustainability for ourselves and for our planet. Namaste.